Petersfield's Shine Radio. The Shine Radio recipe with Noni Needs. I'm Noni Needs. This is the Petersfield Shine Radio recipe. Today I'm talking to Alex White. Alex White is the new owner, occupier of... Oh. The, the guy who's running the White Horse, who hasn't it hasn't been running for a very long time. So I'm here to find out why this pub, why now, and what's on the menu. Alex, this is amazing. It's so beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's turned uh, it's turned around very well. We've uh, when we first got it, it was what was it like ter- when you first terrible. Honestly, it was like someone had you know set off a siren and said you've got 30 minutes to leave. Half pack bags. There were dishes in the sinks. Half full ashtrays. Half really? coffee cups. Honestly, unreal. So let's explain where we are. We are in Rowgate. We are at the White Horse. And is it still called the White Horse? Horse W H I T E. It is still called the White Horse. <laughs> I know my surname. But I did think about changing the I for the Y, but I thought it was a little bit arrogant. And I think because the pub has been here since the 1600s I think a few people would have a, have a bit to say if I suddenly changed the name so we, we left it as it is as the White Horse well so White is Scottish yep my dad was from Edinburgh um, and he was full Scot he actually was in the Scots Guards as well in the army for 30 years so that's where the spelling comes from, from so name. tell me what brought you to this pub at this time because it's been empty for how many years it's been empty for four years so it was owned by Harvey's beforehand. Um, I, believe, I actually found out recently it was the furthest pub of their 60 from the brewery. Oh, so where is Harvey's base? They're in Lewis. We did do a great beer, but I think they, for whatever reason, I think neglected this pub, and which was a real shame. Um, I believe they were, by the end of it, looking to change its purpose into flats and houses, um, which thankfully for me, um, the village very much blocked. Um, as they wanted their want want to have their pub back. Yes, there's been a temporary pop up pub during the summer run by Deb Burles, who I've interviewed previously on the Wreck, which is just round the back here. Yeah. So it's not very far away. We back under. She she Deb's has been amazing as well. She's been really helpful for me. She's you know so lovely and so supportive, and she knows everyone. So she's you know introduced me to various people in the village. She's introduced me to Langham's Brewery. Yeah, they're who, great. Who were fantastic, yeah. and they've got great beer. Sal there, and the team, and Fran, and the and the guys there in the at the brewery, are amazing. So we we had uh, so you've I've got, got their beers here. We will do. They're gonna be our first guest beer. So we've got Harvey's and Doom Bar on at the moment on the ales, and we've got a third tap ready for Langham's, which is I think next week they'll be on. And the, the news is, you actually opened. Yesterday, yeah, so we're, we're talking on Saturday, and you opened on a Friday night, and I'm straight in here, so a bit of pressure. So yeah, how was opening night? Opening night was well. The day started interestingly when at nine o'clock the EHO, so the Environmental Health Organisation, oh, decided to turn up and do their inspection three hours before we opened. We got our five stars, five of the highest rating of kind of food hygiene and general kind of cleanliness, which was great. But then we, we were kind of panicking with an hour before we opened. The chef and I spent two hours showing them around every nook and cranny of the pub, the whole process of you know cleaning products, the cellar, the kitchen, everything. And so we were very relieved we got the five stars. But, but yes, it was amazing. We had you know a nice, kind of relatively gentle start for lunch. And then at 5.30, 
we had between 5.30 and 9.30 we had about 200 people in for drinks and, that's amazing and 50 in for food so it was it was it was manic but do it was you, incredible do you know how sociable Rogate is I you know being I, I live in uh, a list and I, I know that I come to Rogate for functions because they're very sociable they, they are they be, to be honest the village has been incredible like from the off obviously I don't live in the you know I, I, I you know, do partially live in the village now but I was a bit of a complete outsider and even from you know from the get go they were so supportive and you know so many different ways from people that introduced me to people you know giving me numbers for a guy who can deliver me logs to a carpenter to a tiler to so many different people you know who have been incredible from day dot which has made actually the pub possible my um I had a consultant called Patrick Burfield who lives in the village and he's been in pubs for for years and years and, and been incredibly successful with the Crown and the Swan in Chiddingfold, among others, and a few in Chichester. I mean, he's been integral to everything. Without him, we would be months off opening. So, so explain what's involved in in trying to do this. It's a slow kind of process. With you know, straight off the bat, you know, most people would, if you were buying a house, for example, you'd obviously get a mortgage. You know, as normal, but here obviously it's all done against a kind of business model and a business plan. So that whole side of things is far more complicated. You can't kind of call up, you know, walk into NatWest and say, right, I want to buy a house and you know that kind of side of things. So I bought the freehold off Harvey's, so they are no longer involved, well, except for their beer. Um, <clears throat> but they're they're a tricky group to to buy from. I think they had sixty pubs and now they've they they're down a bit more. You know, down to about 48 now, I think, in the last year. Um, but they were pretty tricky. Um, and the whole process is just drawn out. Everything is much more complicated in terms of, you know, especially with a pub as old as this and it's grade two listed, the building. Anything we wanted to do had to be put through the council and the, um, the kind of heritage consultants. And it made it a very drawn out process. You know, I started the process of trying to buy the pub in September last year. Um, and it wasn't until March or I think March or April this year that it was finally through, and we started building the next day, doing all the works, which has been yeah six six and a half months now until we got open, which was about two and a half months longer than I wanted it to be. But was is it more realistic the six months that it? Took? Hundred percent. I think we you know what we found was that every time we opened a kind of door, or a, you know, took down a, took off a bit of tiling or something, there was something there behind because the pub had been shut for four years. I mean, the, they'd, the, I don't know who had done the, the roofing in the back, but they had seven layers of felt in certain places, so it was just split and so wet. Um, so we really struggled with that. That was the first three weeks, basically redoing the whole back roof. And then once we got in here, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to keep a balance between a pub that's been, open, you know, been around for 400 years and, you know, keep that charm, keep the character of the exposed beams and the, and the stonework, but make it clean-cut and functional. And that's what we've tried to do. So I think the, you know the bathrooms are much easier to do that because it, you know we can just make them look really nice, really clean, really you know modern. But with the bar and the pub itself, it's been really like a very delicate kind of process. Not only from the you know the council side and the planning permission guys, they're you know really strict with grade two, but also because it also is what makes the pub great. You know, it's it's not just a kind of regular building. These beams have been here for over four hundred years. It looks amazing. It's a good cleanup job. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that we got a guy in called. All, I can give him a little shout out. Andy, awesome cleaners. Brilliant. He was fantastic. He brought his team in, and they were amazing. And they, um, 
be honest, it did not look like this three days ago. And the floor and the you know they managed to get in there. Stone and, floor, wooden floor. Yeah, which are a pain. Both of those things are a pain. But, but um, they look, they, look they are great. They look gorgeous. They are great. But it's been a long process. I mean, you know, people are always so surprised with how I ended up here. Because right, that's what I want to get to. I mean, how on earth did you get to here? Because you were driving through and you spotted it. Was the rumor right? Well, it's not far off. So my wife is from Cranley in Surrey, and she is a Catholic. And we got engaged January of last year. Actually, not a million miles from here, around Stockbridge, a pub there called the Pete's Maid, where we got engaged. So we were there, and we she's Catholic, and. Uh, we were struggling to find the Catholic church that we liked to get married in, um, in Surrey and Cranley, around that way. And we came across a beautiful church in West Horsham. No, not West Horsham, West Princeton, sorry. And we loved it. And we were looking for accommodation to recommend to our guests um, to come and stay and stuff like that. And we wanted, you know, pubs. And we found that around, you know, here and between here and Horsham, really, there are lots of pubs that are either you know, between the 70 to 90 mark, uh, or, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly, or 300 plus. Crazy, because you're not in the rooms, you know, you want a balance, you want something that's nice, yeah. really clean, comfortable, the rooms have some character, because you are, you know, you will be in them, and, you know, people don't want to, you know, they're going to an amazing wedding and all that stuff, and you're, someone put on a great wedding for you, and you're staying somewhere really, you know, not great. And I think around here, you very much pay for what you get, so I'm sure when you do pay three hundred pounds and you it'll get be it'd be incredible, yeah. but it's a lot of money to have you know a night when you probably end up going out to a wedding, having a few drinks, and then falling into bed and waking up and leaving. So, so I was like, this this seems ridiculous. It's such a nice area. It just seemed odd that the, the I just didn't see enough of the gap. So, having been in the city for ten years, I was. So you, what did you do in the city? I was a ship broker. A I've got to say broker. that very carefully. You were a ship broker. A ship broker. That decided to buy a pub. Yeah, so Just I like that. Pretty much, yeah. So I left shipping, and we. I decided I wanted to do the pub thing. We. I saw one pub. That was this, and that was it. Never saw another pub. Put it off the next day and started the long drawn out process of, of obtaining and what the pub. Experience do you have in running pubs? That's a good question. I ask myself that often. Um, apart from standing Apart from, yeah, apart from propping up the bar. Um, I've worked in a, in a number of pubs for the last six months before I bought, uh, before I, we kind of started here and opened here. I was working in a, a really great pub called the Parrot in Forest Green, which is kind of Dorking Way. Massive pub. Um, stunning. Um, they could do kind of 300 covers in a sitting. So how many covers are here? We can do 46 inside and 24 outside. So we're we're small. We're not we're not a massive pub, but I think it makes it a easier to kind of deliver quality because you know there's a chef's not suddenly being told he's got to churn out you know 20 burgers, 13 fish and chips, two steaks, all in the space of five minutes. You know we can we can kind of work on that and work with the food much better. And you know, so we've been we've been um, lucky in that sense. I think it's also for me, as you say, you know, I don't, I haven't run a pub before, so starting with somewhere a bit smaller is probably more manageable. Smaller, and, but with two hundred customers. Yeah, well, I know exactly. So yeah, we did. We opened last night, and there were yeah two, and we were two or three meters deep at the bar for three hours. And How I was that? Pretty crazy. <laughs> well, the staff have been great. I've I've got lots of um, what I've basically hired very locally. So we've got two or three girls from the village. And I think the furthest person away is is basically Petersfield. So it is, it's been great. You know, people have been keen to come and work here, which is really nice. Um, 
and we've got a really good team but obviously it was the first day and the bit, th- thing we struggled with was the, the computer systems obviously they're new for everyone so you're just naturally slow and we you know people were enthusiastically drinking so it was a it was a it was a, they finally got well I know exactly so no it was great it was amazing it's it was been the, a long time coming yeah Alex. I don't know, yeah, definitely. So what are your plans for the future? You've opened the pub, what next? We've opened the pub. We will, in about two or three weeks, have three double on sweet rooms upstairs. Um, we thought we'd stagger the opening of the, of the restaurant and bar with the rooms um, as we kind of muddled our way through. Um, so they will be coming yeah, in a couple of weeks. We'll have three yeah, double on suites, really nice size. I think we could have definitely got four, but we would have lost a lot of size in all the rooms, so we decided to go for three. Um, all really modern spec, kitted out, the bathroom's brand new, nice shower room, sorry. Um, really, they've done the build, my building team did amazingly. Um, and, shout out to anybody else there? Well, I mean, I should probably shout out to John, Mark and Rob, but I just don't really want to, they're a pain. <laughs> Let's no, but, do that no, they've been great, they were amazing, they kind of, I was a bit erratic with decision making, so I'd suddenly be like, well, I think we've put a radiator there after they've spent a day plumbing something else or moving things around, so. So you were a really difficult customer. Yeah, but I was here with them, I did spend six months here building with them. So I was, hands-on. Yeah, very much so. I like, I like, I, I like. I much prefer that side of things than the paperwork side of things here. So um, I think we should mention your wife. Shout out to your wife. Who yeah, endured all of this. My wife Rose has been amazing. She did, she did all the interior decorating and stuff for downstairs and upstairs. So when everyone comes in and goes, oh, that's lovely. That looks nice. It's all her. All the paint colours, all the mirrors, all the lights. Everything was her. I'm more like practical, like sourcing the beer and. and chatting to staff and things like that whereas she's the one who makes it look nice so I give her the kind of bare bones and she makes it nice good team, good team. We, we're a good team there's been a few kind of <laughs> a few tricky times I had a, we got married in May um, you were on honeymoon when I tried to get this interview I know when was that that, that, was, was, in, that was in August oh, right, just, yeah. I mean to be honest we had to get I had to squeeze it in there before the pub opened otherwise it would never happen um, so we we uh, had a lovely two and a half weeks in Croatia and that time I was on my phone a lot dealing with issues or suddenly being told that something's flooded or you know which is kind of something I had to get used to here you know with a 400 year old pub every day there was some something went wrong but it's come out really well and we've got an amazing chef on board called Andrew Hill okay let's talk about the food let's talk about food let's talk about food so what is have you got a a mission statement with your food we want to we want to get we want to get rosettes we want to deliver that that quality to get rosettes. That's our goal. Okay. Um, and but, but affordable. Afford, I think we, affordable. I mean, I was quite pleasantly surprised. People seemed quite happy with the prices yesterday because it's all you know. And so, what kind of let's talk about what kind of things are on the menu? So we've got obviously being where we are, we are not very far away from the coast. So yeah. fish, we've got great fish. We've got trout, salt and pepper squid. We've got battered haddock on the fish and chips, and we've got an amazing cod loin which looks great as well. He does a great job of delivering the quality food, but while making it look really great, um, which I don't think you always get in a pub. To be honest, I mean, sometimes you kind of think, well, I'm here for a pub meal, maybe it doesn't matter really. But, you know, but he really... It always matters, pub always matters. But he plates it up incredibly well and it looks really lovely. Um, right, let's make shout out to the chef again. <coughs> Andrew Hill. And his team. Uh, and Rachel. Rachel is his number two. Who we so basically we had a, 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 another chef, let's say, in the kind of um, lineup before Andrew came into the, to, uh, the game, and he basically pulled the ripcord on us ten days ago, ten days before we opened, and we found Andrew, and he did more in 
three days than the unnamed chef did in three That's weeks. Yeah, no, it was, but honestly, an absolute godsend, and he's really thorough and kind of um, methodical, which is really helpful for me because obviously he handles all that. He handles everything food. So you don't have anything to do with it? None. You're just propping up the bar. Still. Yeah. I like this. Thing. I'm still like doing the bar. I'm still hovering around the bar. I'm just the wrong side now. But he basically will appear and ask me to kind of fill out some form for some supplier, and that's about my involvement. <laughs> and then he goes, and he just, you know, I he very sweetly gave my wife and I a tasting uh, a few days, three days ago. Um, and we had the chicken, uh, chicken supreme, um, and the I think it's what do we call it? The roasted duck breast. That was it. Sorry, my brain. Oh, yeah. um, and it was, it was, yeah. Okay, so what do you like? What do you like to cook? See, what I like to eat and what I like to cook are very different because oh, I'm, okay. I'm not a particularly, I'm not a master chef by any means. That's all right. My That's wife is, uh, she is luckily chef. is a very good chef, and her her mum and dad are both fantastic chefs. My mum is also a great chef. I don't know why I don't, can't cook very well. I find it very stressful. My dad used to do. He was in the army for thirty years, as I was saying, and he used to kind of lay out his cooking. So it'd be like a, you Military know, twenty one hundred hours. Put in the beans. Twenty one hundred hours. Oh five. You know. Twenty one oh five. Take out the beans. I know. I should probably do that. And he, he was actually quite good at that. Whereas I'm really erratic, and then it's quite stressful, and the food's not very good at the end. So I don't cook that much. I like one thing I do like cooking is meat. Okay, tell me about your meat adventures. Well, I basically managed to persuade my old boss that he needed a bigger green egg. So he's, and, and so this he. Is a barbecue for people that don't. Know. Yeah, it's this very, kind of very expensive, beautiful looking. Barbecue. They are amazing, and they're so expensive. It's a joke. I mean, I, it is you know, very, They are so expensive. So I managed to persuade him that he needed this big version of a green egg. <clears throat> so he sold hit my and hit his to me for really cheap. And my aunt's Argentinian, and my mum is... Uh, we're from all over, really. My mum is half South African. So between the two of them, the steak has always been quite a big part, and meat in meat particular. Yeah, and with this green egg, and I got really into it. You know, soaking the wood chips and then smoking it and all, you know, the apple and hickory or wood chips and making these, these steaks. So I love cooking meat. That's definitely where I feel the most confident. My mother-in-law uh, doesn't eat a huge amount of meat, so she does amazing fish and... A lot of kind of um, like all different types of fish kind of based meals from all around the world, which has been great. Um, so since Rose and I have been together, which is four and a half years, got that right. Um, I've eaten a lot more fish, and which has been lovely. And we've spent a lot of time in a bit of time in Greece, and we were in Croatia, and I spent a lot of time in Italy. So I, you know, that's probably my favourite kind of food in that part of the world. Um, and we were in Croatia two and a half weeks ago, which I don't think is renowned for its food let's say but it was fantastic they've got a kind of real balance between Greece and Italy I mean kind of obviously where it is is exactly between the two but it was it was fantastic here I think my favourite meal here is probably the chicken which I know is quite you know it's an amazing chicken it's, it's much more than chicken chicken with pom and potatoes and a kind of homemade jus and, and it is fantastic I'm actually about to have it after this oh, genuinely good. about to have it after this uh, this chat that's good Thank you, Alex. Now, let's go and talk to your chef for a minute. Here he comes. So, what's your name? Uh, Andrew Hill. And how old are you and where are you from? Uh, 29, I'm from Suffolk. So, Andrew, how did you happen to be a chef at here at the White Horse? I, I started um, doing agency work about six months ago after finishing working for breaks as a salesman because... 
came out of the industry, wanted to try something different. Um, didn't overly enjoy it. Um, I guess probably it wasn't the right sort of job for me because I was kind of selling stuff I didn't necessarily believe in because I'm from a completely fresh food background. So were you trained as a chef? Yeah, I've done it for 11, 13 years. So Keep what's Breaks? Breaks is a food sales wholesaler. Oh, okay. So were you a chef there? Or no, I sales? was a salesman. Oh. So I sold to the businesses and tried to advise them the best ways and... Yeah, which gives me an edge now when I'm talking with suppliers because I can get a better price. So it's delicious food. I am eating the cod. What am I eating? Which is cod, brandane, avocado relish, chorizo crumb, and squid. It's delicious. What's your favourite dish on the menu? I like the cod because it's different. I mean, I've got a chocolate mousse. I mean, I'm more of a. I have more of a sweet tooth, and I have a chocolate mousse, which is a white chocolate mousse and a dark chocolate. Uh, Dark chocolate mousse layered, served with honeycomb, raspberry gel, meringue, and vanilla ice cream. But it's just a fun dessert. You can have a play around with it. It doesn't need to look clean. It can just be splattered around, and it just looks fun. And people at the end of the meal just want something fun and to remember what they've had. So yeah, that's probably my favourite dish. So what's your plan here? What's your what's your um what's your mission? idea is to have it at a rosette standard and to get at least one, if not two, rosettes. Um, quite ambitious, but I think because of the amount of work everyone's putting in, we can get it and reach it. And how long does that kind of thing take? I mean, you've only just opened. Only just opened. It, you have to contact the AA guide. Um and then they send a reviewer or judge out who then obviously tastes the food. You don't obviously know who they are. And then... Do you know when they arrive either? No. 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 It's me and you didn't know. No, oh, could you imagine? But yeah, we... Um, I mean, everything went really well. EHO rocked up yesterday. And we uh, ended up with five stars after all the hard work and effort we had put in, which is great because obviously this didn't have the best of reputations and we're hoping to turn that into something more food focused and a place for people to come and enjoy I guess that's that's kind of where I am I mean realistically to be honest with you where I sit with food is I enjoy cooking it I enjoy making people happy and there's nothing better than someone eating some food and then smiling and just not saying anything because they're too busy eating it. And that, to me, is enough. I know I can go home happier than they if everyone else has been fed and they're all happy and the food they've received is what they enjoy. Thank you, Andrew. Cool. Good luck. Thank you. That was Andrew Hill. Alex, how do people find out where you are and your information? Uh, so we've had a bit of an issue with Google, um, as I think a lot of uh, new pubs do in terms of getting on getting on there so people can find us. Having been closed for three or four years, I think they'd kind of thought thought the pub was gone and forgotten forever, as I think did quite a few of the locals who were amazed that it had become a pub again after so long. Um, so we, we're on the, we're online, thewhitehorserogate.com. And, and you what's can your find phone us. number? Our phone number is 01730 830 180. 
So that is, which I've only just learnt. So I'm glad that was in just in time. Um, and uh, you're in Rogate. You're we're the in only, Rogate. Only pub in Rogate. The only pub in Rogate. Opposite the church. We're here. Easy to find. Easy to find. Look for the steeple when we're just opposite. That's the way to do it. Thanks, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. That was Alex White from the White Horse in Rogate. Noni Needs and the Shine Radio Recipe. Get all the details at shineradio.uk. Come on, Petersfield. Let's build a band. A beat from Dragon Street. And a snare from the square. A bass from Penn's Place. A gliss from Liss. And a fill from Bell Hill. Ooh, some vocals from us locals. And... The Dave Gilmore of Tilmore. Only Petersfield's Shine Radio plays original music from local musicians. The Local Showcase with Mandy P is sponsored by Brickyard Studios. Petersfield's professional recording studio, rehearsal space and PA hire. The Local Showcase, Thursday nights at 9 and always online at shineradio.uk.